millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The Square Ball Podcast. Hello, 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 and welcome to the show. It's brought to you in association with Levi Solicitors, uh, Leeds Law Firm. Michael, your favourite out of all the law firms? Definitely. Yeah. Not is, just in Leeds. Is that because of their range of services? Worldwide. Yeah. Like Pitbull. Pitbull. Yeah, Mr. 305. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they don't, they don't do worldwide, though. It's mainly uh, UK. Yeah. But get in touch with them for Will's probate and conveyancing. Sure, that's not it. Sure, it's not just a lawyer that does no, three services. No, but... that's not it, but they're the best ones. That's what everyone's talking about. Yeah. That's the, the hot ones. Yeah. <laughs> the big popular things at the minute. Yeah, mm-hmm. good. Thank you for that. Uh, there is a 10% discount on your legal fees, levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. All sorts of things that they do. Um, you can find details of those on that website, which is available worldwide. Correct. Like Pitbull. On with the show. Down here with Michael, with Moscow. Weekly update. It's what everybody's talking about, isn't it? Not this show, but Leeds United getting promoted. Do you want to do that first? Or do you want to talk about the Flamingo Land video, which has essentially consumed my life in the last 24 to 48 hours? Which, for anybody who's not seen it, explain what happens, Michael. It's a little competition. It's Georgie Ruter and Archie Gray against Joe Rodon and Ethan Ampadu. And they're doing... It's a sponsored piece, really, just for Flamingoland. It's the sort of thing that clubs churn out all the time. Sometimes it's a little... Peacocks against Flamingos, by the way, in the blue kit and the the pink kit, yeah. The the worst of it are kind of cringeworthy things of, like, John Henderson going, yes, I love Nivea, or whatever. But this... Or Will's probates conveyancing. Yeah, that's that sort of ropey old stuff. But this is just pure joy. I don't like know Wills, I, probates and conveyancing. <laughs> well, I've, the Wills are not always that much joy. No. The, the probate tends to come under fairly heavy circumstances, but... Maybe you've got rich relatives you disliked. That's true. In yeah. which case, it's all good. Scrooge McDuck. Mm. <laughs> You'd be glad to see the back of him. Well, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but no, this is this is just lovely stuff. It's the little competition, so they're drawing, they're doing animal noises, um, and it turns out they're all quite bad at all of those things, but that's part of the joy of it. Yeah. And Georgie Ruta screaming the word porcupine. Hippopotam. <laughs> yeah. He says as well. And he was uh, pretending to be a, spoiler alert, uh, a turtle, I think it was. Flapping it. Is it wings that turtles have got? Yeah, I think he's trying to demonstrate a shell, isn't he? Yeah. But it's not entirely clear. What have you, is, have is you it, seen this, Moscow? No. Turtles don't have wings. No. Yeah. I know that from They've not got those, those flappy bits at the side, haven't they, that come out of the shell. Are we going right. to call them arms? Um, flappers. Yeah, the flappers. Limbs. Yeah, go with limbs. You're yeah. on safe ground with limbs. Very much so. You um, will, you will appreciate that. Yeah, it's it's definitely worth watching. Yeah, uh, some some lovely moments in there. Fill the heart with joy. It's nice to know that we've got some nice people in the club, isn't it? They strike you all as lads. You would enjoy just watching film this. If you were, if you're in the room, you'd be going. Oh. But it, I, I think George is obviously a highlight. Archie Gray's young and lovable. But for me, Joe Rodon being kind of cross about the whole thing is the best bit because he's he is invo- getting involved and in doing it. But when he's asked to like, do a donkey impression for a second time, he just gets really cross about it. They did never quite made. I would have just given them a series when it was uh, Joffy against Creswell. Mm. It was a, a little golden period of these night videos. Every single one ending in an argument about something, which Charlie Creswell always won. Yes, two incredibly stubborn people. <laughs> trying to decide which Christmas chocolate is more important than another was great stuff. So when uh, Joe Rodon was asked to do an impression of a donkey, he p- pulled on a shirt of... Is this, are you setting me up for a joke? Yeah, oh, oh, okay, right. Um, yeah, Rasmus Christensen. And I knew you'd go sure. for Rasmus, yeah, because we were just yeah. talking about him before. He, he's also the... I think he's probably the most obvious donkey in our squad as well, isn't he? Mm. But not good at anything. 
Rasmus. Yeah. No. <laughs> Sorry, Rasmus. <laughs> Not even driving, you know. Like, you'd think one, like, core skill would be able to just be competent with. Have I no. imagined this? So back in the, is it the 80s, maybe the 90s, that there used to be an eat or eat or chant for people who were donkeys. Yeah. It's, it's, a, yeah. it's, a, it's a sort of lesser seen insult now, isn't it? It was Tony Adams, was the he was like the donkey, wasn't he? The press dubbed him that. I think he was on the front page of The Sun or something, I think. They, Those guys. Yeah. I think they liked doing stuff like that in that period, didn't they? It was like the turnip thing was good. Now we'll do the donkey thing. Yeah. Maybe people have lost touch with nature and they don't know what a donkey sounds like anymore. I'll probably clip it actually for propaganda next week. Rodon's donkey is a bit unusual. I don't think it's entirely... He gets the sort of intonation of it right, but I feel like it's... Is it more high-pitched than it should be or something? Which is the kid's film that's got an animated donkey in it? Shrek? I think that's right, isn't it? So maybe everybody thinks... But he talks. Yeah, exactly. Donkey! Donkey talks like it's Eddie Murphy. Yeah. So anybody trying to do, like, to see Tony Adams and they'd start doing Eddie Murphy impressions at him and it's just, we've lost the connection with the animal world. And it, it's all e- filtered through... Eeyore as well, films. in the... From the, the donkey sphere. Mm. Which, what was he in? Was he, is he Winnie the Pooh? Winnie the Pooh, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, we're back to bears again. All right. What you think? Should we move on? Yeah, go on. From this uh, this zoo chat and get into promotion chat because that's that's really all that's happened this week, isn't it? The midweek games have uh, been played. The game that happens. Big, big things. I'm just trying to, trying to stay relaxed and chill about this, Moscow. But not this getting, is, these are huge developments. Not this getting caught the, up in uh, the promotion frenzy. Game in hand gone for Southampton. Exactly. And look where they are, fourth. We are now legit second, aren't we? And Southampton are now legit rubbish. That is true. That is true. And that's not my opinion, that's the opinion of their manager. <laughs> Lack courage. Lack courage. Yep. You know who else lacks courage? Cowards. Yes. So that's essentially what he's calling them. <laughs> I think that seems fair enough. It wasn't quite as good as, as it looked for about 30 seconds, but then as we know, Phil Hay ruined it with tweets, which we've... We've just recorded with Phil and we have addressed it. They he jinxed it, but Ipswich are always going to beat Rotherham. Well, but, it only beating Rotherham by a single goal at home and in the last minute almost doesn't count as a win. This is the whole, well, this is the whole Rotherham thing. I'm almost quite, it's not quite worked out, but on the rare occasions when I sort of make a point about football and it actually sort of makes sense, I feel quite proud. So I'm sure I said at the start of the season that they could not go on just conceding so many goals and keep doing well. And they're goals against is like relegation positions and they keep doing so they, this was their one to this is their third fourth three of the season obviously mm. there was the one they lost to us and then they beat Blackburn by the same score they've done how many three twos there's one two there's a four two three three twos but four there's four three twos going either way and ev- if every single game is like one goal in five or one goal in seven it's going to weigh you down a little bit. And I think that's where they kind of came unstuck recently for a little while. Hopefully they can stay unstuck, but that's where my theory is falling down is that they keep getting these mad score lines, but winning them, mm. which is quite frustrating. Whereas Southampton have clearly just gone, given up. <laughs> Finished. Yeah, I quite enjoyed, I only saw the very um, end of that last night, but I want to give a shout out to Leeds legend, Louis Coyle who was done for pace in stoppage time. I saw this Moscow and I thought similar, I think. And he still managed to tackle him. Basically what I was going to say. Promotion odds. Have you seen these now? Not looked. Right. So I've I've decimalised these just because it's easier than dealing with mm-hmm. odds on and all that sort of stuff. Leicester for promotion are 1.03. So if you put one pound on, you would win three pence if they go back up. Leeds, we are 1.33. So if you put a pound on, you get 33 pence back. For, really? you, for your winnings obviously with your stake as well Southampton 1.8 uh, Ipswich 2.25 then you're down to sort of um, West Brom Coventry uh, Hull Norwich Middlesbrough in that order we were getting incre- you know, getting cre- increasingly longer odds as you go so out of the second place candidates we're hot favourites bloody hell bloody hell <laughs> how does that make you feel I mean I do I do sort of think we might be the best team in the league so Kind of makes sense, but at the same time, I've enjoyed this period of chasing and it's come to an end now because we're second. Oh, that is going to come to an end actually because we play Leicester, don't we? Still one more to chase. So I guess I guess the chasing will never be done until they're overturned. I think them losing to Middlesbrough was a big advantage, not just in kind of the league table, but it sort of means that if they beat us on Friday, 
we are exactly where we would have expected to be anyway, because we would have expected them to beat Middlesbrough. So those three points were essentially on the board before we mm. go into the game on Friday. We assumed they would be three points further ahead than they are. So if we don't take advantage of it, we've not really lost anything. So Middlesbrough... I like this way of thinking. <laughs> with Luke Ayling and uh, Sam uh, Greenwood and um, Johnny Housen all to the fore, uh, kind of took the pressure off a little bit for that match where we can um, just go and beat them anyway and then we can haul them in because we're closer to um, Leicester now than we were to Ipswich mm. at one point. Are we, you know, where are Ipswich now? Well, I was going to say we, re- mud. we recorded with recorded with Phil before this which is it's a show that's going to come out after it but yeah, because I, I looked at the table after the Preston game and we were nine points behind Ipswich at that point and we, I don't know if you've noticed now we're level on points with them so we've overturned a nine point gap there nine points behind Leicester that was, that was eight games ago. We've got loads of games left now. We've got 13 to overturn this point gap. And Leicester are, of course, still lumbered with that bold fraud in charge. Yeah. And so all our could do with getting rid of ASAP. All our games were against absolute nonsense teams as well. <laughs> <laughs> Leicester's really the... It's Leicester. I did look at the fixtures and go, once we get past Leicester, we could basically win every game till the end of the season. Yep. It's only Southampton we've got to worry about after that. So who's this? Huddersfield, rubbish. Stoke, don't make me laugh. Sheffield Wednesday, League One already. Millwall, Stop it. dropping down the table. <laughs> Watford, they'll probably have six new managers by then. Hull, actually emerging as a threat, but still, not to worry. Um, <laughs> not to worry. I love yeah. the extent of your, your analysis is not to worry. Coventry, <laughs> it depends on the state of the French car industry. Yeah. Sunderland, they've sacked. Well, they might have a good manager, but it won't help them. Blackburn, they can't even do paperwork probably properly. Middlesbrough will throw it because of the aforementioned links and also their good players Ailing and Greenwood can't play against us Halston won't try Halston will be going around whispering in Ethan Ampadu's ear or get, get them back up get them I don't care about Middlesbrough fuck this place and then QPR still haunted by the ghost of Neil Warnock they couldn't even get the best out of Tyler Roberts so I don't know how they get uh, the best out of any of whoever plays for them now chair we'll sit him down eh? and then we beat Southampton and we're up <laughs> simple as that the championship people listen to those like not the top 20 podcasts and whatever and all those ones that are like general football league. Easy. Because all the teams are rubbish. That's all you have to say. <laughs> Apart from us. Yeah, exactly. Us, Leicester, Ipswich are all right. Southampton, we've established, um, are gone. Do you think we'll draw any <laughs> of those games or? Straight win. Straight win. Why would we draw with Sheffield Wednesday? Pervader can't even play against us, so they've got nothing. I mean, he can. So we're going to be looking. Because he's not on loan. We signed, he signed for them permanently. I think it went the other way, didn't it? They were going to sign him permanently. Then oh, did they turn into a loan? Last minute loan. Yeah, of course, so. right. That's fine. Oh, it so. may well have been to you know nullify that big threat. threat. Mm. That, um, somebody realised it's the only way. That would have been why the negotiations went to the last hour. Is you can buy him, but he can't play against us. Which you're not allowed well, to yeah. do, actually. Are you not? You're, like, you're forbidden from banning players from doing that if you sell them. But if you loan them, then you can mm. obviously put it as a clause in the contract. Well so. done, Leeds United. If you've done that, if we can. Uh, somehow find a clause that keeps Barry Bannon out of the equation as well. Just a really, you know, belt and braces approach to safety. Has it been like a 10-year year loan? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're still waiting for Pervader to go back to Manchester City at some point when they when recall, recall him. him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, um, I was saying like on the show with Phil, which again, spoiler alert, look out for that. I'm just quite enjoying the whole thing. I've, I've enjoyed the challenge of, of this season a lot more than I think I've enjoyed many seasons recently. And I think from an emotional weight point of view, I'm... I'm Possibly enjoying this slightly more than the Bielsa promotion season. I don't know. It isn't as heavy. We don't, I don't have the think. you know the worldwide um, disease as a factor. I think mm. also helps. It was quite an unusual situation around the last promotion in general. Yeah, where you know we got to March and then you this sort of the slight wondering of like who is actually going to still be around by the time football ever resumes again. That felt like quite a big depressing moment now as you say you say that I've just realised that is exactly the time I was being treated for depression so yeah so that's possibly why I feel a little bit better this time around because I'm not fucking hell it felt like the Bielsa thing was something we had to get over the line though and it was very fragile it felt like week to week we had to just like please be okay please be okay this week whereas I feel like if we lost to Leicester we could bounce back and it might be okay whereas it, it I don't know probably the emotional damage of the Wigan game and the playoffs and then the bad run and the Forest game and all that sort of stuff. If it meant by the time we got to the running in that season, we'd basically had 18 months of horror 
and stress. We, and, and we, we hadn't, we hadn't overcome our leadsiness at that point, had we? That's the crucial thing, yeah. Yeah, and it felt like we were an injury away from it all going wrong. And I feel like this time it's a, a bit more secure. Until, I'll say until Joe Rodon gets injured and we start conceding loads of goals. Well, even then, Pascal Stroud could be back soon. Mm-hmm. So there's still the um, the options. I've thought that with people saying, like, well, should Stroud come back in ahead of Ampadu and all this stuff? I think knowing how the championship is and how football goes, you just need to wait a couple of weeks and somebody will get injured mm-hmm. again. So things will move around. So it's going to like keep the team as it is for as long as you can because it will inevitably need to change. But the difference with... Farker as against somebody like, for example, Russell Martin, which is a serious point about his post-Hull defeat blues, where he's really tearing into his own players in a way that I've never heard Farker say. It's been almost quite difficult to hear Farker when we do lose a game to just go like, yeah, they just need to take some more chances, um, but they're still doing pretty well. We, you know, We'll sort it out with the next game, whereas he's all, what's he saying? He says... Um, These chumps are finished, I'm paraphrasing it. Yeah. They'll never win again. Um, it's not very They're often I have a bunch to, of bottlers. It's not very often I have to question our courage as a team, but tonight I am really annoyed. I, who, I don't actually care. If I was a Southampton fan, I don't care if Russell Martin's annoyed. God, that's quite interesting, isn't it? That to say that about your team under these circumstances with the pressure of promotion on the line, it really is like it it's, does, it's a sign of a little wobble. And it I don't just follow proje- it up. Don't from projecting it. No, no, stop there. I don't <laughs> want to know what the evidence is that counters my point, Michael. Yeah, he said he, he called them all out. He was slagging off the mums. Yeah, the, which will make you furious. The wives. He was he even got in slagging off some of the kids. Right. He got into saying how they'd, let, they'd all let them down. Yeah. And they should uh, should be taken off them. He said. Right. Really strong stuff. This is wow. behind, behind closed doors. He was yeah, saying yeah, this yeah. Stuff. How did you find this out? Just uh, mole leaks. Southampton through, through the mums, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, actual, the mums uh, network. <laughs> the mums. Mo- the mums net. Mums net. Is that you should start a website actually? Yeah, it's a good yeah, idea. Yeah. His actual comeback was to say that. Uh, every time there's been a setback, players support staff, everyone rallies together. We have to go and be more than more us than ever on Saturday. But that is, does come at the end where he's saying, you know, uh, we lacked. He opens it by saying we lacked courage in the first half in a big way. I am really annoyed. Um, they were braver than us um, at Bristol. We lacked aggression tonight. We lacked courage. The biggest difference. Hull were all in. I'm really frustrated and hurt by the first half because we lack the courage to really play football properly. The biggest mistake you can ever make is not help your mate out on the ball. Um, second half, we were good. The problem is nobody cares if you're good, if you're 2-0 down. Oh, poor you. Um, and then, yeah, it's not often we have to question our courage at the team, but tonight I'm really annoyed. And we've never heard, I mean, I don't know if we've ever been as bad as Southampton seemingly are, but Farker's never torn into his players that way, has he? It's all been, you know, he's it's not quite the good ladsness or good guysness of Marsh but it's just been like no I just basically need to get them to score more and they'll be fine the sense that somebody's just sitting there going ah, do you know it's fine don't worry it's fine adds a lot of kind of calm pours oil on, on Stormy Wars especially after 22 games unbeaten the least, they lose two and he's all like oh I can't believe it. I'm so annoyed I just have to say every time you say the word courage as well uh, the company that I used to work for its charity mascot was Courage the Cat which is sort of like an emo version of Lucas the cop cat. Mm. So every time you say courage, I picture a giant man-sized cat. Yeah, it was um, the cowardly lion in The Wizard of Oz. Yeah. I kicked all this off. And now it's got Southampton's form to answer for. Right. I'm trying to look up um, courage of the cat. If you look up courage and then cash for kids, if you Google that, you'll see the, the cat in question. I believe I found a, a website. that I'll do some investigation. He wears sunglasses. Uh, oh, I can see him now. Yeah, he's got, courage, yeah. got a kilt on this picture for some reason. Was that a standard thing? Uh, yeah, likes to flash. Oh, okay, it was in our broth. That'd be why. Yeah. They've quickly stuck a kill on him. Favourite character in Wizard of Oz? Um, <laughs> tin Man? Why? M- metal. <laughs> Recyclable. Actually, do you know, just talking about the, um, the various responses to the promotion charge and Martin, when I think of Russell Martin, because obviously you mentioned the bold fraud, Moresca's got mm. no hair. Russell Martin has got hair. Has he got the best hair out of all those? Because we we're going to rank on the member show, we're going to rank all the championship managers mm. once we discover who all they are. They all are sorry. And I think we, we did say hair and sex appeal is going to be one of them, isn't it? It's going to be one of the criteria. Yeah, he, he kind of, he likes his own hair too much, does Martin? You think? Yeah. I hope he loses it. Well, I mean, that, that comes as a real shock. <laughs> Coming from you. I don't, I don't know if Daniel Farker loses his. No. His is nice. Luscious. Mm. What products do you think he uses in it? 
don't know. What Avocado? Should, what products you use on hair? It's been a while. <laughs> soap and that. Soap and that. Bit yeah. of soap. Bit of the old. I think avocado. Sounds good, doesn't it? Hyaluronic acid. That's in all the adverts these days. Don't know what that is. Acid on your head. It's insane. No. No. What's that meant to do? I don't know. All right. Fine. Fine. Sorry. We're going up anyway. We were talking about that, weren't we? Uh, and even though Ipswich got that really, really late winner, which was upsetting. It's interesting, though, to look at the stats from that game because. You'd imagine they, they might have struggled but ultimately deserved to win it. They sort of didn't. They didn't particularly dominate the ball. They didn't have dominate the chances. But Rotherham had more accurate passes than they did as well. Yeah, yeah like, wow. It, it, these things can occasionally happen where a team has a few, like they, their three shots on target go in and you end up finding yourself thinking, fucking hell, how have we managed to not be winning this? But they'd scrape through and maybe just about deserved to, but like Rotherham gave them a good game, is what I'm saying. And we saw Rotherham a while ago and Rotherham was. Absolute dog shit. Is it, remind, is it a reminder of the Barnsley game in the promotion season where we absolutely struggled to get it over the line against the clearly inferior side but just gave us the runaround on the day? The um, I, cl- I flicked over for stoppage time because I got the alert on Cafu scoring his penalty so I was quite interested in what was happening and the Ipswich Town commentators were saying that they'd basically been rubbish. Yeah, I, I heard that bit as well. Yeah, I was surprised to hear that. So yeah, we've been terrible this half. I would also take issue with Rotherham as a approach in stoppage time after getting that penalty because I would have tried to defend. Yeah. I've, I've felt like they were inadequate in, <laughs> in that department when it came down to it. It wasn't like... School report requires improvement. Yeah, they really didn't make the fourth goal, the winner in the 95th minute, difficult for Ipswich to score. It was um, quite a weak finish, wasn't it? As well, like he cut inside and... Yeah, there was just loads of room. Like, if I, again... I suppose Rotherham don't care because they're getting relegated anyway and they just lose all the time anyway. So it's almost pointless trying to do anything. <laughs> I mean, they are on 19 points. Yeah, but there was... There was the, nihil- the nihilism of uh, Rotherham. After getting it to 3-3 and scoring that stoppage time penalty, you'd think just all 11 in the penalty area. But I could, there was only about four of them back. It, it must be quite tiring running around for 95 minutes, though. Yeah, so. they only had to do it for one more minute. Yeah, fair point, fair and point. Keith, Keith Stroud managed to throw in a, a yellow card for somebody taking a throw in from the wrong place as well. So it really was, it was like the perfect Tuesday night. So some people will have been wasting their time watching Champions League football last night. No, not when you can watch Keith Stroud with his yellow card out. I made the, the decision not to watch either of these games because I think it was the year we actually stayed up under Jesse. I got in a thing of watching Burnley games and other mm. games around us and I just stressed myself out far too much with it. So I've tried not to. But it did mean I then just checked my phone roughly every three minutes, just going, oh, fucking hell. Oh, God, it's 2-0 now. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. It's unavoidable, isn't it? It is, really. But wild results keep going for us. Also quite pleasant. Yep, so we've got uh, other results just to wrap up. and uh, Some transfer news. It's late February. What's going on? So the 21s, the women, the Allen. What do you want to start on here with the rest of it? Well, I suppose, the, who's left in the under-21s? Well... We've sold one of them. Alan, Alan was a key player. Mm. Hey, yeah, yeah, it's good that. It's all right, isn't it? You're really pleased mm. with yourself there, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, it's okay. Oh uh, yeah, he's gone to York though. Right. On loan for a bit. Which is the same stadium. It is the under-21s stadium. Just has to go true. there on different days. <laughs> could Not he really do, a big loan move at all. Could he do both? He probably could. He's a young fella and he's probably good enough. He is one of the good players. Well, you, you won't be making a compilation video of his worst bits while he's on loan there, as you did for another of our promising youngsters. Depends what he does. <laughs> if he yeah. goes in net, maybe. Yeah, he might be better. Yeah, possibly. But the under-20s yeah. lost to Chelsea at the weekend, and then, even though it was ages ago now, they did beat Bournemouth, didn't they? That was where Sonny Perkins scored late on, wasn't it? That one. Him again. Mm. Do you remember Charlie him? Cresswell. What if he is the... The Hail Mary that comes on and scores is like the winning promotion goal or something like that late in the season. It feels like he's a way off. Right. I suppose injuries to... What would it take for Sonny Perkins to get on the bench? Injuries to Pirro, Bamford, Joseph, Gelhard yeah. as well, yeah. Right. Could happen. Yeah. One don't, let, don't let those uh, four travel together. That's what I'm saying. Like, like, the, like, like the president and the vice exactly. president. Yeah, Separate yeah. planes. Yeah. Going to keep one of them in a bunker <laughs> just in case. The um, interesting thing when we played Chelsea on Monday was Charlie Creswell playing at centre-half. I don't know if the, the showdown talks he was having with Daniel Farker about playing more football ended with him well. <laughs> I know where you can play, Charlie. 
But, against um, Chelsea. No. Yes. Not that one. But, but you, do, you do wonder, don't you, if there has been like quite legitimately said to him, right, I'm going to put you back in there as a sort of a test of his, of his metal kind of thing. And then if you pass that one without kicking up a stink, you'll find yourself back in the first team squad. Mm. It's no. maybe just a good idea to get him actually playing a game because that's the weird nowhere land that him and uh, Joe Gelhart found themselves in where all they do is train an actual match sometimes. Well, who wouldn't want the morale boost of being beaten 2-0 by Chelsea at Thorpe Arch? Yeah. And I, and I can only assume Chelsea's under-21s is full of people that spent like £80 million on who Probably. you've never heard of. Can we finish this this bit of the show by you doing an impression of an animal? What do you want? What do you want to do? Um, do a peacock. Peacocks are quite shrill, aren't they? They're like, eh! <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Well, we've assembled the jury now to give Phil Hay the Villain of the Week award, I believe. For his, Not necessarily. These tweeting activities. Yeah, we have. Of course we have. It's the Ken Bates Villain of the Week Award that we need to uh, to judge on and the Kitano Baradi Hero of the Week Award. We'll also find out what people have been scored out of 10 for our continued ongoing exciting... I, mean, I think it's one of the things that everybody's talking about now. Who's going to win the Square Ball Player of the Year? Oh, Are we going to get a trophy made for that, by the way? I, I mentioned it last year, but I hate, we hated all the bastards and we kind of just forgot about it, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't worth it last year, was it? But... I mean, we could get a trophy. I mean, again, falling back on what I was saying last year before he was a very naughty boy, uh, it was going to be Willie Nontar. I was going to fix it so he won it so I could hand over the trophy to him. But I think Jorginho's stolen that crown now. Mm. So if we can fix it so Georgie wins it and we have a trophy made, he'd willingly accept some shit trophy that we handed over, wouldn't mm. he? If we, if we... There's maybe a, a, an argument for making it something more ephemeral because you don't want to, you don't know how he decorates his house. You don't want to. You do lumber him with something that might not fit in. It'll be like fucking Willy Wonka's chocolate factory in there. Wow. But that's the risk you're taking. You're buying something kind of, um, some kind of goat, gaudy, gaudy. <laughs> if you buy him <laughs> Sagrada Familia. <laughs> you might like, like, like some gaudy. You can live there now. That'll be it. But maybe some oats for his horse or something would go down. Something practical. Yeah. Yeah. A shovel. A ho- in fact, you know, you can get different trophies, can't you? With different animals and like darts players on them and stuff. We should get one with a horse on it. If his horse wins, I mean, it came fourth. Mm. So it needs to, him and it need to book their ideas up and the the rider. Right. Step up then and nominate your villain of the week. Feels like quite a light week, villains wise. So I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Rich's suggestion actually, which is the linesman who flagged that spectacular own goal offside. Because we've forgotten about this. I don't even think mm. we mentioned it in the match ball, but it was a real thing of beauty was mm. that. And the moment of, seeing, um, it was Phillips, wasn't it? The moment of seeing his face and their complete relief pouring through him as he sees the linesman's flag raised and he's just like... Plymouth game, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Where he just leathered it into the top corner from across. A contemporary reference for the kids as well that Rich has made. That goal definitely would have been included on a Nick Hancock Christmas football VHS compilation. As was being discussed here last week. It really yeah. was, yeah. yeah. I mentioned So that. it is a contemporary reference because it's referring to us. <laughs> I don't think that was broadcast, was it? Or was it? 
Can't remember. Then I might have just been us chatting. Don't know what ends up getting put out. Saying, I forget what I've said privately <laughs> in public now. It's very difficult. <laughs> the the close-up on Ashley Phillips after that, where he was kind of looking at his mates and laughing, was a um, a thing of beauty as well. I enjoyed his own reaction of like, sorry, got and away it, with it though. And I mean, it was offside. So in some ways you'd say it's the line's been well done for spotting that. But he's robbed us of a good moment. We mm. could have talked about that for, for a lot of years. So yeah. it'd be one of the best I'd ever seen. And he's robbed us of that now. So thank you very much. Yeah, I think um, on what is quite a light week uh, for villains, um, I'm not even going to labour the point. I'm just going to say, Jesse Marsh, we all know why. <laughs> <laughs> and then let's give it to that linesman. That seems fair enough. I think we, we need to give mention to Don Goodman, who was actually the most nominated. I mean, Sky have really been pushing the look, haven't they? Mm. It's the fixtures moving. And then it's the choice of co-commentators. And then it's the choice of guests that they have. For I mean, I don't know about anybody else, but I've been looking forward to Everton against Crystal Palace for weeks. <laughs> Planned it all around. The big one. Food in. It was going to be a party. The whole thing. Did you plan a big, buffet? Big production. For, like, just, I woke up Monday morning it's like the Super Bowl, isn't it? At like yeah. five, yeah, just to start getting to tailgates. Went out, <laughs> went out of the house. Don't, don't even own a car. <laughs> yeah, I hired a car, <laughs> opened the boot, stood next to it, drinking, mm-hmm. and then closed that, took the car back, <laughs> avoided arrest, walked home. You drank under the limit, obviously. Yeah, and then, um, and then realised that the whole thing was ruined. Yeah. By the, by the, by, yes, the, the. I had to throw out all that food you'd ordered in as well. Those Marks and Spencer sandwich platters and sausage rolls. Throwing it at the television. Yeah. I had a, I had a and brass, it still wouldn't shut him up. I had a brass band book like it was FA Cup final day. Yeah. Yeah. Old family chewed around. A police dog display around, as well. The, around the very small telly. Yeah. Or singing Abide With Me together. It's going to be great. It was going to be great. And, uh, then yeah. up, and then up Pop Jesse. Mm. Talking. Yeah. But yeah, so Don Goodman, go on. Yeah, Don Goodman just gets a few. Uh, it's just Don Goodman talking, really. That's mm. we know Don Goodman. We've been we're f- familiar with his work. A bit like Jesse, really. You kind of know, you know what you've been annoyed with before you even hear it, because you're like, yeah, it'll be the usual stuff. Metrics. Jesse, Jesse will be talking about metrics. We were eighth, which is new. Before he was just peddling the idea that we were like two points above relegation, but now he's like, actually, I found some other metrics that said we were eighth. Anyway, carry on. Yeah, just talking for Don Goodman. And, yeah. uh, and, and, Can I just say, by the way, Philip has picked up on a point that um, I made, I think, during one of the shows, that Don Goodman actually, on reflection, alleged murder in that game. Attempted, anyway. Attempted, but yeah, because he said they were literally smothering them. Mm. Which, I, I don't think that stands up to scrutiny, does it? No, against the rules. And Dick Van Shitbitch has has mentioned, he's uh, said this before, but he said he's, uh, he knows Don Goodman's sister. And she's sound, but I'm starting to dislike her now. Simply remembering that man as a brother. And, and if, you, if you're putting people off your off family members who you otherwise think are, are fine, I you've do, gone too far. There's maybe a, a, a hero nomination in here somewhere for David Brutton for still somehow seeming like a good guy, despite being surrounded by this at work all the time. Mm. He's somehow not so, been so dragged I feel, into. So I feel it. in this office. <laughs> You lot. Very unfair. You'll be literally smothered for saying it. Yes. Linesman? Yeah, give it him. That goal was great. Yeah, are you sure? Because, I mean, Phil has really transgressed this week with that tweet. But he he meant well. He'll do it again. He'll do it again with Phil. He he knows no better. Yeah. He's got form for this. Liner then, is it? Do we know the liner's name? Nah. Should we find out who it is and dox him? (laughs) No, I don't think so. Well, we've spoken about, again, we're pivoting hideously to the right on this show in order to hoover up audience numbers. Doxing is part of the armory, I think, isn't it? Is that right? I think so. Oh, pe- people can work it out themselves. No, don't, don't. <laughs> no, let's not encourage it. No, don't work it out. It's, it's a joke, a, Michael. It's for a very small crime. No one's going to be bothered. No. A, a time in a time, not even a Send crime. Send him a skip at, at worst. Right. That's what I'm saying. Have you done that? No, but it was a thing, wasn't it? What, sending people skips? Yeah, there was a Millwall fan years ago who'd done some stuff and people ended up getting pizzas and skips and prostitutes sent to his house as, <laughs> right. by, by means of punishment and I think he's still living with his mum and dad right don't fuck with Leeds fans was the gist of it and also don't do any of those things as well we no. should say very clearly because they're probably is that, is that a crime should we assume so mm. if only we knew some it's, waste, it's, waste, could... it's wasting the time of some honest local businesses <laughs> right okay yeah. so don't do that the taxpayer and so on and so 
for is it the liner? It's the liner, right? Oh, were there any other sort of petty grievances or cheap shots? By the way, I know the, the weather was mentioned. Sarah was uh, annoyed at the, the weather in Plymouth again, which again, yeah, right wing government cloud machines mm. um, sort them out, put them in the right places. Yeah, the ref does get a nomination for trying to uh, injure Amper. Do he stunned his foot? Didn't he? Yes, he did. I didn't actually spot that in real time until you mentioned it, and then we I think we mentioned it on the match ball, didn't we? Mm. Yeah, that was a, a vicious assault, I think. But yeah, no, fairly like we, we just keep winning games, don't we? Yeah, it's good. And apart from when we beat Preston, it's hard to really hate anyone. Scores. Hit me with some numbers then, babe. Daniel Farker, best one. But uh, of the players... This Willie... is play- that's Plymouth, by the way. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Uh, Willie Nonto, best player. Just shy of eight. Um, again, the subs are the ones that score lowest. But yeah, Willie, Ampadu, Ruter, Gruev, Melier, Archie, Rodon, all above seven. Fine. Good. Basically, everyone did fine. Somerville with a very low score, actually, by his standards. Yeah, it's been a bit funny during this run of wins. I mean, I'm not sure he's been at his best, but he's scored loads of goals and got loads of assists. So it's been absolutely <laughs> fine. This has been a bit of not quite the the joy of um, that he was playing with earlier in the season, but still just brilliance. So it's been absolutely fine. Coincided with Nonto's good form, you think? One of them can only be good at a time. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. But he's still on track to be player of the year. Rodon. Just about. Rodon, very, very close. Yeah, Ampadu, Ruta. Feels about right, doesn't it? We'll see how that one plays out. And if he still scores, scoring goals and getting assists and all that kind of stuff. I liked his goal against, um, his goal against Swansea is probably a good example of it because it, instead of him, he's missed a couple, like the thing where he, he just rolls it into the corner from inside the penalty mm-hmm. area because he can just put the ball where he wants. A couple of them didn't quite work out. He's thinking, oh, what's up with Cree? And then he just starts smacking it in off a defender's leg and you're like, oh, he's sorted it out, it's fine. I know Cree seems to be what people call him, but I, when you hear that as a name, do you not just think of Jesse Marsh saying it? Yeah. Because I, and it puts me off it, I want to call him something else. Cree? Yeah. It made me think it was just a Jesse thing, which I'm sure it isn't, but I, I want to give him a different name. Mm. Jesse tried to ruin Bill for us at one point as well, didn't he? Mm. Right. I was like, who's Bill? Anyway, um, no, I think it's fine. <laughs> if everyone's calling you Cree, I'm sure everyone else can forget it. And there's nowhere else really to, I suppose you've got options. Sense. Jimmy is the other one. The mm. Jimmy Somerville thing, but maybe not the most modern reference. CO. CO. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a character from Star Wars. Yeah, so that's probably not going to work. Summer. Sounds like a pretty American girl. And then you've got Villy. Villy. Yeah. I'm going to get confused with Willie. I was going to say that's that's Farkas going to be. That's just a German I accent. I once did kiss a very pretty American girl. Called you going to say you once that's kissed a very true. pretty Willie? Absolutely true. When I was on holiday in the United States in 1994, at 16 years old, I kissed a girl called Summer. Well, that sounds far fetched as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> and then I got back to watching Dawson's Creek. And then you had your girlfriend who went to the other school. <laughs> anyway, uh, Hero of the Week award. Uh, who's in the hat this week? Please hit me with your rhythm stick. I'm going Farker as a contrast to Marsh, essentially. So we all know why. I don't need to go into it very much. But y- yeah, yin and yang, y- the, yin and yang, rather. Um, yeah, the the never-ending sort of and also creepingly increasing profile of Jesse, who seems to have decided that being on podcasts is not giving him the attention that he needs. So now he's going on the television. I don't know if next it's going to be on like terrestrial television and then I don't know where he's going to go for that if he's going to start knocking on our doors. Yeah, the, like, real, the real estate can I tell you about the net? In America, I put like billboards of themselves. Yeah. That's always an option. Just Jesse Marsh's face by motorways. You do see that sometimes where I'm thinking in particular next to the ITV studios, there's a young actor has pasted a photo of themselves with a QR code like <laughs> saying, I'm an actor. Oh, like, wow. Hire me. Which worked. I did look them up. They seemed to be pretty good. Um, but I what, have have, what have you hired them for? Well, this is it. I've not got any uh, any work for them to do. But if um, <laughs> if that was come, you... Just come round and do the dishes. Know that it's been noticed. But yeah, I wouldn't be um, surprised if Farkas started doing billboards, net for hire, all that kind of stuff. I've got, I've Mike, got... Haven't, you, haven't you left your picture and some QR codes in phone boxes around Leeds? That's the always... other thing that works as well, of course. That's... <laughs> I'd forgotten about have that. You, have you managed to drum, drum up any business from that? I don't think that's a very modern reference, yes. you know. <laughs> I, well, that was me assuming that this was an actor next to uh, YTV. Maybe the services that we're offering were something otherwise. I doubt it. 
Um, only but yeah, one, only be, one way to find out. I wouldn't be surprised if Marsh just any routes he can get to. But yes, yeah, so the 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 opposite of that is just Farker getting through the press conferences being fine. I know he doesn't. And this always happened with um, from Norwich. I made this mistake. He looks like he's wearing a donkey jacket, but he isn't. But I like that he looks like he is. Are you imagining sort of a, a goth kind of? No, like a like a, a sort of brown suede kind of thing. A donkey jacket. Everyone knows what donkey. We're back to donkeys as was <laughs> being previously discussed. Maybe part of the... The John Motson coat, is that what you think? No, that's no? a sheepskin coat. Right. A donkey jacket. A, Everybody knows what a donkey jacket is. I don't need I to... I don't fully know what a donkey jacket is. I'm, okay. I'm Googling it I just have, to double check. I have confidence in our listeners oh, yeah, I and see. viewers that despite the cultural intervention of Shrek, they will know what a donkey jacket is. A donkey jacket is a medium-length workwear jacket typically made of unlined black or dark blue thick melton woolen fabric with the shoulders back and front reinforced and protected from the rain with leather or PVC panels. I imagine like a miner... Yes. Wearing a donkey jacket. Yes. Um, and I can picture... Again, I another always, contemporary reference for people in this country. Miners. I mean, people still get things out of the ground. I always just picture Farker wearing one. And always have. And I like that about him. It says a lot of good things to him. Whereas I, I don't know why I would picture Jesse Marsh wearing... Well, it's his jeans, isn't it? Chris Murgatroyd does address that quite concisely. He says, uh, for uniting the team, the fans and the club as a whole, such a chain from, change from that Yank character from last year. And Mal Falcon raises a good point that he doesn't think he's won Hero of the Week this year. I'm not no, sure no, if that's no, a, done. But it's got to have been a while if he has. Are we capable, though, of ahead of the Leicester game if we give him the award? Are we jinxing it? He's won Manager of the Month in this yeah. period. And he looks delighted about that as well. Yeah. He is, he is unflapp- he's unflappable, isn't he? And that's what I like about him. He's very serious mm. for the most part. The only thing that seems to annoy him is when we miss chances, but I noticed him making the effort about that. And the uh, who did we last beat at home? Rotherham? Yes when Somerville missed the chance when we went through one-on-one and instead of, he has a tendency to kind of walk around his technical area with his hands to the sky looking up, going, why do they not just score? Um, but when that one, um, he just turned around, kept his arms very firmly by his side and just went and sat in the dugout because obviously he didn't want Somerville to see exactly how angry he was about that one. So appreciating the effort involved in being so unflappable as well. You were talking about Farker being quite a serious man there, Michael. I don't imagine Farker, just a throwback to what we were talking about before, doing animal impressions. It doesn't it doesn't strike me like a fancy dress kind of guy. It doesn't strike me like a, you know, doing like charades or something like that. I don't know. Behind closed doors. Yeah. yeah. The, the thing about Joffy killing cows, didn't he? That's He's true. definitely familiar with animals. Yeah. Knows that they're there. What animal do you think Daniel Farker might do an impression of and could we hear it? Well, animals don't don't speak, do they? So well, you... as we've established already, talking about donkeys, Shrek donkey speaks. Uh, well, yeah, but that's not that's not a documentary. So could you do? Whoa, 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 whoa. Could you do an impression of? Which mean it's not a documentary. Daniel Farker doing an impression of the donkey from Shrek is basically what's being being asked of you here. Yes, a reasonable answer, response to that is no. Yeah, I'm gonna, but if I'm, you could, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with no. <laughs> you pleaded the fifth on this. <laughs> yeah, one. yeah, please, please, <laughs> please. <laughs> Oh dear me. There's a whole there's a whole strange cultural cross section here and I feel like I could offend more or less everybody. Yeah. So let's not. Right. Although the one pleasant result of that would be if you've got a load of donkeys at your door. Because mm. donkeys are lovely. <laughs> so if a lot of them just turned up. You could make a sanctuary, right? I bet your boys would love it. You've got quite a, a big garden. Have you ever considered giving it over to the benefit of donkeys? No. Because you would reap the benefits as well from having a garden full of donkeys. Na- Neighbours would love it as well. They're really, really noisy. <laughs> no, they're fine. <laughs> Just tape their mouths up. <laughs> it's not so much a sanctuary. You lose the sanctuary vibe if you tape up the mouths. <laughs> you think so? Yeah, it just takes the... <laughs> takes the edge off it. just sort of takes the, the joy out of it a little bit, I think. <laughs> Running around your garden with a roller gaffer tape. <laughs> just leave Shut up! Trust up the whole time. <laughs> Rob Joffy kicks footballs out and kind of shut them up. Uh, uh, who else have we got nominations wise? Sorry, where should are we probably, going? We should probably nominate um, Liam Rossini after last night. For He's the whole manager. Yep. So, you know. It's, it's pending our resort against them, isn't it? Yeah, that's true. It was a they, while need to, ago. they can stop being good now, can't they? Have they still got to play Leicester? Probably. Maybe. Mm, they can be sure, good for actually. that and if they play it, switch as well. Be good then, but just not against us. I'm conce- be as good as they want. I'm concerned about that whole game because I'm missing it. We're away that week. Mm. We're going away that day, but my wife is not. We're only going over sort of 
over towards sort of Lancashire, West Coast kind of thing. She's not, my wife is not amenable to me going to the game and then following them on later. Mm. Apparently I've got to be there. It's a nightmare, isn't it? I know. But I'm concerned I'm going to miss something. A game, probably. I mean, Rossini did work with Rain Rooney at Derby, which counts against, I suppose. But, you know, I've done good work this week, as I have um, Carrick and Woodgate at uh, Middlesbrough. Not Luke Ayling? Yeah, him too. Halston? Him too. Jelly, man, Jelly mentions him Luke Ayling. Jelly mentions Luke Ayling as well for a doff of the cap here. Spurring on a dressing room in Middlesbrough to try and spearhead our title push. Is that everybody at Middlesbrough? I always feel like, because Mowat's not there anymore, is he? Is he ever there? Been for a while. Possibly not. <laughs> I think, maybe, I think you've, maybe you've just imagined him. He was in a red, the Red of Barnsley. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, spiritual. It's Barnsley, Middlesbrough, just different places, same mm-hmm. place. Yeah, yeah, same concept. He's, yeah, he's there on loan, it seems. There we go. There you go. Who is it? Mowat is. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. What? From West Brom? Yeah, no, no, he was. He, he was there, yeah, 22, 23. Played 28 games for him. Did he? Oh, I knew it. Yeah. We were in the Premier League. We didn't... Ah, oh, right. Was that st- were, they, were they still doing this yeah. when we were we were up there? Right, 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 right. Any other mentions we want to give before we uh, before we crown someone? I mean, just other people for being good. Ampadu, just for being good, is why he keeps getting nominated. Can we mention him as part of the Flamingoland video? The four of them, that quartet, really, mm. really... They, they genuinely cheered me up this week. Not that I was miserable. I was just like, that really lifted my spirits. I thought, that's what a lovely thing. Mm. Yeah, and, and Rude to get some for, you know, assists and goals. Double and mags. Stuff. Double mags. And yeah. saying porcupine. He's not, he's not English. No, that's, he's better for that. I'm not, I'm not going to go at him. It's an asset. <laughs> what a polo man. Still his best answer. Uh, is it Farker then? Yeah, yeah, why not? Okay. If, if we lose now on Friday, having done this, it would be absolutely unrelated. <laughs> that is true. Completely oh, yeah, no. nothing to do with it. No, you're right there. Do we have anything else to add then or should we go off into the into the night and look forward to, to Friday under the lights at Ellen Road and our uh, inevitable charge towards the title? Imagine if we actually won the title. It'd be good. It'd be really funny about Leicester not, because the Leicester fans haven't even enjoyed watching them play. Mm. So imagine hating every minute of them being brilliant and then losing in the playoffs. You get the feeling even if they went up in second now they'd be absolutely livid about it. Oh yeah, yeah. Which would be great. Because it's been a cruise all season they've not had to worry about it have they at all? Mm. They've been going up and then if they suddenly... If it, you actually came up with a scenario that um, didn't make it onto the recording that we did yesterday mainly because I forgot to press record on the video of propaganda <laughs> when we did that so we yeah, lost there's it. there's a villain nomination that Yeah, we you're right actually. Yeah, but nobody, no, nobody needs yeah, to know Yeah, you're trying to get everybody to pile in on Phil Hay just because he, he tweets in good faith. We just treated it as a rehearsal Moscow and it was the second... Pass round was better. We, yeah, didn't, exactly. we didn't miss all of it, did we? No, but what you you do actually did conceive a scenario that would be would be hilarious for the fight. I know, I know we're all chucking brickbats at um, at Southampton for that stats account, or I am anyway. Um, having said that, Leeds were out of the race, and I want to rub it, rub it in their face on the final day. But you came up with an alternative scenario that could be even funnier than that. Yeah, where we play out uh, a nil nil draw with Southampton on the last day to both go up with Leicester in third. Both need a point. To guarantee promotion on that. So let's say we're, we're both uh, three points ahead of Leicester. We yeah, know our that, goal difference is such yeah, that we know that basically we can play out the Italian draw. Yeah, and there's just a full day of drinking and being stupid at Ellen Road as we as both teams get promoted. So nobody nobody's tackling each other. They're just passing around at the back, and we're all laying everything. Exactly. There's an FA investigation afterwards. <laughs> points deductions are handed out. Do you not like this as much, Moscow? Um, it feels like an unholy alliance with Southampton fans. I don't know how I feel about Southampton supporters in general. They're just, I've not they're had, just fine, aren't they? Well, yeah. So that's what I mean. Is like, do I want to go from being like they're just fine to being like, oh, we have this, in, we have this bond now. And oh, then when we're in the Premier League and we play each other again, and it's like, all right, oh, we agree to <laughs> we awkward. agree to play out the draw, and then never speak of this again. Then last minute, Georgie sets off on a run. Yeah, oh, I, yeah. I think the poss- like the funnier. I don't know how it would work, but it's like to play out a nil-nil draw with Southampton, and that that hazels an Ipswich up. They were really fool them somehow. It's impossible to not go through scenarios, isn't it, for that last day? Yeah, I've thought so many times about oh, when it happens, and then it might be like Derby because maybe we'll go into it with big expectations. It'll start well, but then it'll turn around and they'll win. And or maybe it'll be like Bristol, and we'll oh, and, and is it better if it's like that? Like you, we could go into it not needing anything, and it'd just be a party day. Would be fun, but would it actually be better to have it all? horrendous and nail-biting it's that but it's that feeling of getting it over the line I know I know it feels like the most delicious way to get promoted would be that 
But if we did it the week before in the away game and we weren't there, it'd be fine because it would turn the whole home game into a party. Like, we did it! It'd be amazing. Because, especially because we didn't get to celebrate last time. I've actually not considered what the other teams are doing. So it's Leicester at home to Blackburn on the final day. And Ipswich are uh, at home to fucking Huddersfield. So Ipswich are going to win. Huddersfield might need to win to stay up. Yeah, they won't. No, they probably won't. So, They've got a new manager. That's exciting. It will be better. I did read about a bit about the new manager. He's got like a, a high pressing, high energy style. And I did sort of think, have you looked at blah, their blah, blah, have you looked blah. At, But have you looked at their squad? Like it's not their best player is still Hoggy, who I think is about thirty eight. So yeah, get Tom Lee's pressing. <laughs> Might not work. Hey, not a problem, is it? No. no. But, well, um, one more time, it is before the end of the season, but we shall see. We shall see. When we can welcome all the Huddersfield fans back from their long trip to Ipswich, but it should be home in time for our party, shouldn't they? I'm sure big West Yorkshire involved. Big West Yorkshire um, come together to celebrate the good times. We would welcome them, wouldn't we? We could all celebrate as one. Yeah. Meet halfway down the Leeds Road, hey? Meet halfway down the Leeds Road. Right, we'll wrap up the show there then. Thank you for joining us on the video or the audio or both. Maybe you've done it twice. Who knows? We've got the match ball Friday night after the Leicester game and we'll speak to Phil over the weekend as well and get that one out for you. There's a new magazine out for Leicester too. Oh, wow. So buy that. Best bit about that? One line, tell me about Gitana Barade. Um, I was going to tell you about Reg Park, who was um, on Arnold Schwarzenegger's inspiration. If you want to know more about that, you have to buy the mag and read it. Very much yeah. the Brendan Aronson of his day. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. people said okay, about cool. But uh, yeah, Gitana Barade is a columnist in there and he reveals a fun thing about Matthias Click in this month's mag, so you have to buy it to read it. And a very nice Welsh cover. I, I was going to say buy in Welsh, but I don't know what it is. So, bye. The Square Ball Podcast. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.